Welcome, Kevin. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here again. Yes. This is our last recording before Halloween. Very exciting. So exciting. Mm -hmm. And that means our friendship uh, socks make along is just about over. So make sure you get your entries in. Yes. And by the time you get this, it will be over. No, it ends on Saturday. So people who watch the videos. Yeah, people who watch the videos, you still have a little bit of time. Go post them. Hooray. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Any other news before we get started? I don't think so. Soon we're going to have some club news for you, but we don't have concrete news. So we'll just give you taste or tentative news. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Shall we move along to finished objects? Yes. What have, have you finished? I have finished some things. I have finished two pairs of socks for Socktober. They're adorable. Yeah, so the first pair that I finished was my Nomadic Yarns uh, pair uh, and her Brit sock base in this kind of like browns and tans and bronze and black and gray colorway. And then I used, uh, for my contrast heels, toes, and cuffs, I used Archaic Fibers' Gold Lion colorway, which is my favorite mustard in the world. And it turned out really sweet. It's very cute. I like it. I, I like it too. And I did the, um, he, the calf increases like you told me to, and they fit really nice. Nice. I still have be- those down because I'm terrible. Well, they're on, so they're on my project page. If you go to my uh, purple to orange gradient socks on Ravelry or the other long stripey pair of socks, it's written on both of those, but I will write it down in a more accessible format for Kevin members. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is great. So this was actually a pair of friendship socks. I did kind of like a neutral for the heel toe and cuff of the other one. And I just sent those out to my friend today. Yay. So hooray. What else did I want to say about these socks? I don't know. I really like them. I like long socks. I'm going to keep knitting myself long socks. Yeah, I did a couple shorties this summer with the friendship socks for you and the friendship socks that are going to match my sister. And now I'm like, over shorties for a while only long socks now hey yeah and then they also finished my forest fruit socks in the inverse of the first pair i did this pair has a my rusty orange woodland realm for the main color and then a brown gray kind of like rotting leaves for the contrast for the little color work i think the color work showed up better in this version yeah i like the other one though yeah, they're both really cute. I mm-hmm. like them. It's a really cute pattern. Um, the designer's name is Sachiko B on Instagram. I really like. It's just this cute little autumnal color work. There's like little leaves and acorns, and it's just it's just so cute. It is. It so makes cute. me happy. I want to do one that's really high contrast. So yes, I want to knit a third version of this pair of socks. Well, they are very cute. They are very cute. And if you vary up the colors a lot, then you, you know, it'll feel like a whole new pair of socks. But something I did on this one differently, as I noticed, like my color work was really like puffy and expanded. So I dropped down a needle size to do the color work on these and it looks a lot more even. Does it still fit over your leg? Oh yeah, big time. These are, the pattern is written for 72 stitches, which is larger stitch uh, gate or like a larger stitch count than either me or my friend that I knit these for. We both have about size six feet, so... This part is still plenty big, and then I decreased down to a 64-stitch count uh, after the leg for the foot. Nice. 
Uh, I have a question about your nail color. What color is your nail color? I like it. I know it's super black lacquers, and I want to say it's either, I think it's called the perfectionist. Okay. It looks kind of like a mauve. It is definitely a dusty pink. Yeah. I have a terrier by Cirque Colors, which is kind of like a little bit more on the brown side than that one, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm into mauve nail polish at the moment. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite mobs. I put a little gold moon. Oh, there it is on my thumb. Cute. On the other hand. I like But that. yeah, I really like super black lacquers. They're a nice indie company. And um, my trick for pretending that I'm put together is I like to always match my nails and my lipstick. That makes me look like I have a cohesive outfit going on when I don't. So cohesive. So cohesive. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What did you finish this week? I finished this thing. It is the Spin Cycle Dream State pattern that I was working on. Uh, the first that's one. the name now? Well, that's the name of their yarn. The, the oh, worst, oh, right, right. The Worsted Basis Dream State. I haven't come up with a name for this one. So it's like a companion pattern to Foul Temptress, uh, mm-hmm. which is my Spin Cycle Dyed in the Wool pattern. And it's a little heart-shaped cowl thing. I don't know if I can fit it over my headphones. I can, sure. Oh, yeah. Looks cozy. Yeah. So it's worsted weight, and it starts out as a flat heart-shaped shawl, and then it goes into an in-the-round situation. Uh, So it just stays put on your neck, uh, even though it uses very few grams of yarn. So Nice. Yep. And I've just got this little kind of eyelet detail. Ooh, fun. This is the more simple one. So I actually wrote... I have a, la- a little bit of a lace chart for the edge of, because I'm doing two versions of the pattern like I did for Fall Chantress. So you get two full charts with it. And uh, I started doing the more intricate lace on this yarn. And then I decided my other ball of yarn is this um, Nostalgia. And it is a lot more solid and has less variation uh, than this pussy willow that I used for this one. So I actually ripped it out and went back and did the more simple chart on this one just so it'll show up better. Nice. I like it. Yeah. So that'll I have be to good. The second one, but. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely, so I'm going to preface this by saying I'm absolutely an indoor girl. I do not do any sort of outside sports that involves snow, but uh, I live somewhere where everybody does that. And I am told that people on, like, you're not allowed to go on the lifts if you have a scarf or, like, something loose. So those kerchief styles are really great for people who go on ski lifts. Yeah, they're also really great for people who like the look of a shawl but hate wearing shawls. Uh, Like, my friend Amber isn't a huge shawl person. She's more of a cowl person because they stay put. But she knits so many beautiful shawls. She gives them to everyone. She gives them to people. She doesn't keep them. (laughs) She has, like, one shawl. That's great. Um, Yeah, so it it isn't a perfect uh, right triangle like the Foul Temptress because the increases happen more frequently along the edge so that it is big enough to fit over your head so yeah i really like how this turned out and i'm excited to start on the second version of it and then get a test knit call up hooray hooray and i haven't blocked that one yet because i was gonna block them both like at the same time on the same mat because i'm lazy so 
You'll see the blocked version of it when I block the other. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I finished something else this week. I have like a big chubby yarn baby. I finished spinning. Uh, This was the last of my test fiber that I had gotten before I started dyeing fiber. This is the organic pole worth that I did in a gradient, a gradient that goes from like a very like bright peachy yellow, not like peachy in the sense like of pink, but like as in the actual color of a peach. Mm -hmm. Um, So it goes from a bright yellow into kind of like what you think of when you say peachy goes from like peach flesh to like peach skin, I would say colors, and then into like pinky purples. Mm. So it's a big, big fat gradient. This is eight ounces. I managed to stuff eight ounces of yarn onto a single bobbin because I'm a maniac. Wow. That's a lot of yarn. It was challenging. I did. I was a naughty spinner and I was just like, cram it all on. (laughs) But I have this enormous, like, yarn baby, and I um, I actually finished this like a good girl. You can kind of see the gradient it's when pretty, I lay it it's out. It's like a pastel sunset situation. It is. Christian was like, it looks like Easter, and I'm like, don't say that. It doesn't look like Easter. I don't think it looks like yeah. Easter. I feel like Easter needs to have a pastel blue or green in it, too. Right, and then, like, a baby pink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I feel like the yardage is insane just because it's for me. I don't, I don't spin for sale. I don't check my yardage, but, mm-hmm. and I've been also working on spinning woolen. So it's incredibly light and fluffy. I'm sure I've got really good yardage. I have no clue what I'm going to make with this. I was kind of thinking of doing another ripple crop top. Yeah. And starting with the yellow, I was contemplating also just doing the whole body part of it in one go and doing like a steak for the armholes and the Ooh. neck hole. I don't know. Getting adventurous. Getting adventurous. I know, but I have this big chubby yarn baby and like I finished it like a good kid. I thwacked it while I was, I soaked it and then I thwacked it against my shower wall and I actually made a great big mess with flapping water everywhere. And it like flapped out of my shower and got my roll of toilet paper wet. And I was like, ah, yeah. I like but to a- like, just like, beat out frustration while I do that with hand spun. Yeah. It's very cathartic. My cat was scared by me beating this yarn against my shower wall, Mm -hmm. but it turned out super duper light and fluffy and squishy. And Ooh, I just, I just love the ultra wool and squishy squish. I'm tempted to make something brioche with this too, because like that would be like the ultimate squish factor situation as well. I like brioche. Maybe. Maybe I'll have to look up some brioche patterns. Mm-hmm. I always kind of did want to do the shusui shrug, but if anybody's got any brioche large things that are made by like a designer of color, let me know because I'm trying to focus on knitting more patterns from, you know, black indigenous and people of color designers. Yes. Yes. I will keep my eyeballs peeled. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to keep this around and stare at it until inspiration comes to me. Mm-hmm. Kiss, 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 kiss. It's so pretty. It look, it's like taffy. I don't know. It looks like candy. It does look like candy. It's very cheerful. And that's that's all the things that I've finished. Neat. I, so Neato. I finished some things that we're not going to show and talk about on the podcast because they were swatches for designs that I submitted. So that's what I did most of the week. Um, Fun. Yeah, one of them got accepted, so that's good. You'll see Hooray! and hear about it 
in July. <laughs> nice. Yep. That's so far away. I know. <laughs> so what have you been working on this week? Show uh, me your whips. So aside from that, I have been working on my uh, Nomadic Yarns Black Flame Candle socks. And this is the second sock. <gasps> Holy I moly. I know. Uh, so I only have one more repeat of the stripes of the like kind of intrigue Halloween. Look how cute it looks with my pumpkin dress stripes to go. And then I'm going to do the cuff and then heel time. So nice. I'm, I'm uh, kind of trying to get these done so I can wear them on Saturday and feel cool with my new Halloween socks. <laughs> uh, also, so then fun. I will complete my Socktober socks in Socktober. And that would be impressive with me because I rarely complete goals such as this this is how much yarn i have left so i think i think i will have like missed one repeat on each sock but that's okay because i just did uh it by weight to determine how long to go so i like left a little wiggle room but it is like Mm -hmm. so close like i barely have one repeat for each sock so it'll just go in my blanket and be fine Mm-hmm. I always like having the self-striping and the sock yarn blankets. I do too. And I really like these colors. So like I probably would have been sad if I didn't have enough to make a blanket square because it's so cute. Yeah. I put so. my blanket square in sometimes before I make the socks. I never do that. <laughs> that <laughs> Only that, sometimes. That upsets me and is sacrilege. <laughs> but <laughs> Why? I don't know. I uh I I don't I I would be concerned that I would run out of yarn in the actual project I guess also mm. I don't know for some reason it really needs to be in order for me because then I when I put the blanket square and I'm like oh yeah this is the leftovers from this project and then I can like feel good about that but if it's beforehand then I'll just feel guilty that I haven't completed the project this is how my brain works. I get it I I do it like before I cast on the socks not like oh I just got this yarn I'm gonna put a blanket square and that seems a little odd to me it's slightly better but it's still mm, no I don't do that (laughs) Mm. yarn heresy Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) since I finished so much stuff the only um thing I've been working on is my Thorin socks I'm on the second sock they look much the same as you've been seeing all month they're very cabled Tweety knit picks, bright pink heel. They're very cute. But Andrew, yeah, that's I've, the second one. So you're like almost done with those two. I am. I'm determined to get these done by Saturday. I think I will. I look at us with our sock timings. I know. I've been pushing hard. It also helps that I don't have any yarn to dye. But I've been pushing hard. I've been listening to lots of podcasts and doing some comfort viewing. So I've just been knitting on socks while rewatching television shows yep that's what i'm doing Hooray. too These Hooray. halloween socks are brought to you by the magicians i know also like, my D game that i played on saturday that i'm a player nice. character in, so i can actually knit during it my can't soul when i'm the dm i, I see that mm-hmm. yeah my soul is craving like sticky sweet comfort so i immediately started rewatching julian the phantoms because i just needed preciousness like i need to start that i haven't started it yet but i definitely it's on my list of things it's very like high school musical it's it's literally made by those people it's precious and i love it but yeah so that's all i've been working on but i did kind of have a thing i wanted to show you cool i like things so I had the yarn left over from all these socks I finished, right? Yeah. And then I pulled some yarn out of stash. 
Oh, and this so looks like this looks like a candy corn rug mug. mug it does. Rug. Yes, it would be like the the woodland candy corn. Yeah, it would be like a, a creepy little. So these are like roughly candy corn colors. I have my two Halloween colorways: the kind of like brownie gray uh, Mirkwood, and then the autumnal orange is Woodland Realm, and then I have Gashley Crumb Tinies, which is my grage, and then the Gold Lion by Archaic Fibers, and together they might make a little candy corn mug rug. They would be very cute, yes. Which I think would be a good little palette cleanser when I'm done with Socktober, which is like, they're such teeny little yarn babies. They're so cute. I love it, so I think I'm going to do that. Do it up. Do you have any other whips to show? Nope. I made swatches and I drew things and I can't talk to you about them forever. So I know <laughs> you know um, about them, but the internet I do. can't know secrets, mm-hmm. secrets. So did you acquire anything this week? I did. Yeah. So I showed you last week that I got this yarn baby from uh-huh. wall uh, for a Chad size color work sweater and I got all of the contrast colors for the color work <gasps> yes in the mail this week so I was going to show you those and I decided to go with Malabrigo Rios because it's like the perfect amount of yarnage and it's just like a little bit more affordable than a lot of other hand dyed yarns and it's so soft so this is what I have wow those are really pretty so is that Matisse yes this is Matisse blue which is like, I love it's a it's a TARDIS so blue. Nice. It's the TARDISy TARDISist blue. Ever. But it like glows with yeah magical blueness. And then I have boring just black, and I have mm-hmm. their undyed ivory. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is Frank Ochre, the mm-hmm. kind of a gold as, yellow. It's kind of got little hints of green, a green tone to it as well. Mm-hmm. That's gonna look really nice with the russet. Hold it all up. What does Chad think? He really likes it. Yeah, he's excited. So I actually, I was wanting to swatch this, but I haven't, I might do it today. Uh, I didn't because I was doing those uh, design swatches. And I think I'm just going to swatch in my leftover purple from my Descent because it's the same yarn as the Mm -hmm. brown. So uh, that way, I mean, I'm a little bit close I usually have uh, Tin Can Knits leaves extra yardage in their patterns, so I usually don't mm-hmm. need to worry about running out of yarn with Tin Can Knits, which is the pattern I'm using. And uh, But I think I'm still going to swatch in the purple just to be safe. And I'm not going to swatch the Rios because it goes in the sweater mm-hmm. with the other one, and that worked out fine for my descent, and I like to live on the edge. I'm also not doing a color work swatch because I'm a lazy bitch, so... Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say no, like, so if you're no. using another one, you're just doing a swatch for gauge, not for the colors. Yeah, yeah. I um, I might do a drawing to determine what placement the colors are gonna go, like which colors color one, two, three, four, because they do so, they mix with each other quite a bit in the pattern. It's marshland by Tin Can Nets, so I have to decide what interacts happily. Hmm. Something I do when I'm really lazy and don't want to swatch. So if you're using the same yarn as you did for your descent, if it were me, I'd just measure my gauge for descent, look at the gauge for the other one and go, oh, I need to go up or down a needle size. I might do that if <laughs> the gauge is like similar, but if they're like the 
the gauge for descent was a little bit odd. Uh, mm. And she also like suggested you go up like two or three needle sizes for the color work, which I don't think the tin can its pattern does. So I might just do a whole new one because I don't want to mess with that too much. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. I'm glad I picked the black. Um, I was debating using a gray instead mm. of the black, but I think the black has a lot more contrast with the reddish brown base. So that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. And I have many yarn balls to wind up now. You do. I also have to find a project bag that is just like a whole backpack because these are <laughs> so much yarn. <laughs> that is a lot of yarn. It's probably also, a, like a I'm pound or so of yarn. All of these. Like, they are, what is the yardage on these bad boys? They're 210 yards, and I think I'm gonna, it says 200 for each mm-hmm. contrast color. So it's going to be a lot of yarn. Big sweater. It's going to be so cozy. Are you the sort of partner that steals the other one's sweaters? Likely. I don't know. She though, said like while the, wearing her sweater she knit for her partner. so big, <laughs> But maybe. I mean, it, it might happen. We'll see. Especially if I determine that he's not wearing it enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly why I'm wearing this colorwork sweater today. Like, it's my yarn. I knit it. He never wears it because, and it's true, because he's always out doing filthy things. And I don't, I'm glad he doesn't wear it out, like, doing his dirty gremlin things that he does. I acquired some things. What did you acquire? Hey, <laughs> I know about that thing. I sent you that Yeah, thing. you sent me a scarf. It's I been did. shown on this podcast a couple times now it is a woven scarf in my own yarn it's the self-striping sense eight one and it was inspired by the the scene where they're all at the pride in sao paulo and everything's very like glowy neon so it's like a couple different shades of pinks orange black and it's it's so cute yay so i had this sitting out on the table and my part my lovely partner christian comes comes up he's like oh it's that I'm like oh Emily made me Emily made me a scarf he's like oh it's really nice and soft he was really amazed that like the fringe felt a lot softer than the fabric he to him I think they're both pretty soft but he's Mm -hmm. like he's like what's that made out of and I'm like that's my yarn Mm -hmm. he's like oh I'm like yeah he's like you can make fabric out of yarn I'm like what did you think fabric was made out of yeah he's like I I guess he's like then he's like how big are looms? And uh, I'm like, it depends. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he I was like, to get a loom now. <laughs> yeah. Now he's like a little more sold on the idea of me getting a loom. And I'm like, he obviously knows how big they are because I made him stop in a shop in Italy that had like a, mm-hmm. or like a loom that was the size of a big old four poster bed. Yeah. Floor loom. Yeah, it was enormous. It was like that big, like floor to ceiling. There's a lot going on. Like he knows how big they can get, but I'm like, you know, they have some that just sit on a table, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You could also get like a shocked wolf pup, which is, it functions like a floor loom, but it's, it's not like a big counter march loom that like is the size of a bed. It can kind of be like squanched off a bit, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, my loom is right back there hanging out. I have the shocked 15 inch cricket. Yeah. No, he seemed to get it when I described how big the apparatus are and like some of them sit on a table and some of them have a stand, but like the business part is only about, you know, yeah, it's not too terrible. Mm-hmm. It's smaller than a snowblower. It is smaller than a snowblower. He some, has some of them. Several some of them are larger. 
Yes, mm-hmm. some of them are much larger. But I got the yarn I ordered from Canada came in. Yay! And I'm going to show it to you because it is so pretty. So I got this to make the Nell tunic. I forgot the name of the artist, but I believe it's a Japanese designer. But I got this from Essence of Autumn. That is so super if you my haven't checked, Yeah, so if you haven't checked out Essence of Autumn on Instagram, I it shall. is like the most like jewel worthy and as a name in like in tones very autumnal looking yarns like rich earthy colors here is her label cute like most businesses in our industry it's a small woman-owned company mm-hmm. i got the prairie sock base which is 80 percent superwash merino 20 percent nylon um it's about 420 yards and this one is the colorway is called spring and autumn and it is like an off-white creamy base with lots of Cheerful speckles. Mm-hmm. Orange, turquoise, pink. Yeah, a little purple. Lots of pinks and purples in there. Some like bright, happy greens. I think it's going to be really cool. And I think I'm going to, uh, it has a little bit, the pattern has a little bit of color work in the sleeves. And I think I'm going to use one of the mini skeins that my friend's kiddo dyed. Oh, cute. That'll that. be cute. Yeah, I'm really excited. And honestly, I'll see how it turns out. I know we were just talking in the Fiber Coven Discord about alternating skeins for uh, sweaters, and I will definitely be. I would say I would definitely do it with that. Definitely be alternating skeins with this. I will be looking up different um, different ways to do that. I know a couple of good ones were posited in the uh, in the Discord thread, mm-hmm. but. As far as alternating skeins go, the pattern I'm doing is 90% not color work. Just it's just a sweater. So I will definitely be doing alternating skeins, but for color work things like the sweater I'm wearing, I don't alternate skeins because it's less noticeable when you're doing Exactly. Yeah, I didn't do it on the descent because the color work like goes down to here and I was able to pretty much finish the body of the sweater with the first ball because it's the same huge giant eight ounce Mm -hmm. balls and then the sleeves were all one ball so that worked out really good so I will be lazy and not do it depending on the project but you definitely need to do it for some projects absolutely or you will have a unwanted line Mm -hmm. so uh, back to my glorious yarn so essence of autumn when I ordered it I had no clue that they were in Canada because their shipping rates were just that good I did order four skeins so I think it's like you have to order a certain amount but like their shipping from Canada was super duper reasonable and it got here like half a week before it said it would. That's awesome. So it's soft. It's beautiful. That is a new to me dyer too. And I'm excited about it because I really like that yarn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really pretty stuff. I'm, I'm really, really jazzed. What else did you acquire? Um, I also got, so I ordered those unfortunately those four contrast skeins actually came from three different yarn shops because i so i started to place an order with circle of stitches and uh i noticed that they were out of the malabrigo black and then i looked and everywhere is out of malabrigo black there is like no malabrigo black available so I was like starting to look at other alternatives, but then my friend Kaylee uh, sent me that Yarn Scout had one, like one in stock. So I ordered that one so I could be lazy and not 
have to determine if it was like a warm or cool black and if it was going to work. And uh, so I ordered that one and then Circle of Stitches came back to me and was like, ooh, we're out of the Frank Ochre. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sweet. And I didn't want to be a dick and cancel the mm-hmm. other two. So I ordered the Frank Ochre from Eat, Sleep, Knit. <laughs> So wow. Four skeins of yarn came from three different places, which is annoying, but whatevs. We're not yarn shop shaming you. You can have various yarn baby daddies. I'm more annoyed about paying shipping three times. Yeah, I feel that. Because I totally didn't need to do that, but whatevs. <laughs> These things happen. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that I was ordering from Circle of Stitches was this ball of Javol. Javol! Uh, <laughs> that's and, one commercial yarn that i have yet to try this is my favorite commercial yarn i'll show you one of the reasons why she's putting her fingers in the yarn orifice and pulling something out it is a wee bobbin it's a wee baby yarn um so uh one of the reasons why i really like this yarn and i did talk about this yarn in our uh blog post our October blog post because this is my go-to yarn for husband socks because it's crazy durable uh, it's, yeah, it's just super durable. I'm trying to, I think it's just 25, yes, yeah, 25 nylon and 75 wool. Um, but it's not merino. It's like some other wool. I don't think they say the breed at all. Uh, mm-hmm. But this little bobbin that comes inside is 100% nylon thread. And it is dyed in the same exact striping sequence as the actual yarn ball. So you can hold it double to reinforce parts of your sock nice and it will be invisible which is really rad and i and i had never used all of these bobbins so i just like have several of them around for some reason i don't know i'll figure out something to do with them someday <laughs> but yeah i really like this yarn and i uh i typically grab it if somewhere has it because it's kind of hard to find i don't see it yeah. very frequently uh and i saw circle of stitches had it so i went ahead and got a ball and this one is it's hard to ter- determine what their color names are based off their packaging because they're like in German but it's like purples and reds and like some mauviness and some kind of navy blue and it's gonna make like a self-striping kind of situation nice. um so I actually might make this for me because I don't have a pair of these socks uh and I would like to have a super adorable pair of socks for me um, because mm-hmm. as you can see in the Fiber Coven blog, I make holes in my socks. Like it's my job. <laughs> so are you going to use the nylon just in that little patch where you usually wear through it? Like duplicate stitch? Or are you just going to weave it through that whole, like I just weave it through that whole part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would definitely pick some of that up if I ever see it, but I've yet to see it. I know that's that's why I got it when I was looking at I was ordering the Rios and when I saw in their fingering weight that they had it I was like well I got gonna ball that because I actually I didn't have a ball of this available because I pretty much use it up to make socks for Chad when I have it and they do make this they do make a solid of this and you can find that on the internet pretty easily I think like Lovecrafts or some other places might carry it uh, but I like the self striping because self striping is more fun. Someday we should go on a yarn pilgrimage to the old country and get a bunch. We should. That would be fun. Just have like a suitcase of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. If you like Regia, 
like that kind of commercial sock yarn. It is similar to that, but I do think it's um, substantially different. I find it to be less like stiff than a ball of regia feels to me. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. And Sweet. Maz Biz. Do you want to talk about Occult Corner now? Yeah. So this week we decided our topic was going to be black cats. Yay. We both have black cats. We like them. Mm-hmm. They're precious little voids. Mine left. I thought she was over there, but she left. I don't know where mine is. He's probably napping on my bed because I left my bathrobe on it and that's his favorite thing to nap on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what fun things did you learn about black cats this week? So I was looking up lore about black cats and I feel like my general impression here in the USA is that they're known for being unlucky. Black cat crosses your path and that kind of thing. But in looking up just like a cursory amount, it's pretty 50-50 on what cultures either feel them as being lucky or unlucky. And Mm -hmm. it seems like we probably think they're unlucky because of, like, a lot of terrible things in our history, the Puritans. Uh, They they found them to be satanic. And I couldn't find a definitive reason for why black cats are associated with satanic things. Just theories, like, theories about their glowing yellow eyes and their, like, serpent-like people slit situation giving them associations with the devil, but, like, nothing hard or concrete, like, this is the thing that made people think they were demonic. So, but that seems to be why, like, most of our country's lore is, like, those guys are unlucky. But even in, like, Britain, it's, like, pretty mixed on if they think of it as being a bad thing or a good thing. I think Gaelic people uh, find them unlucky, but Celtic people found them lucky. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was kind of like a mixed bag in that. Yeah, some of the stuff I saw in my googling was that I liked how some of them were. It's bad luck if it walks away from you, and good luck if it walks towards you, or vice versa, mm-hmm. depending on the culture. Yeah, that was interesting. I hadn't really heard that before. And the association with ships, too, because cats are good on ships to keep the mice population down. And some cultures thought that black cats were lucky to have on ships. And some, like, sailors' wives would keep black cats as a connection to their sailor husbands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was definitely the association of black cats as witches' familiars, uh, mm-hmm. kind of from that same uh, puritanical situation of witch stuff cats are bad uh but a lot of that was like anecdotal too like you see a mm-hmm. lot of stuff around the internet about black cats being like executed executed in the salem witch trials which is not true um mm-hmm. there were two dogs that were executed in the trials but no i cats. didn't know that yeah i found that on like massachusetts.org it was like a legit place um, was it the dogs that they fed the pea cakes to because that's the only involvement of dogs that I know of is like maybe what do they call it? I didn't see anything specific about the pea cakes, but yeah, I you never heard of that. No, no, I, I've heard of the pea cakes. Okay, and I know they fed pea cakes to dogs, but I don't know if it was those dogs that got executed. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever listened to the podcast Done Disappeared? Mm-mm. It basically makes fun of all the true crime podcasts. That it has like a host on a ridiculous topic about it, but 
but talking in the podcast voice that stops unexpectedly. Like Aaron Mankey? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in one of their seasons of Done Disappeared, they were making fun of the whole unobscured season about, about the Salem witch trials. And they, I, I know that they called them like witch cakes or something back in the day, but like there's this whole like constant theme of, of screaming the word piss cakes in this, in this satire podcast. So now I just like, <laughs> and then they had the dog eating the piss cakes and that's all I can hear. That's awesome. So uh, that kind of degenerated from our talk about black cats. That's okay. It was a it was a good sidetrack about pea cakes and uh, humor podcasts. I did see that a pope uh, in 1233 specifically warned against black cats uh, because they are Lucifer in disguise. So some people point to that as being why black cats are considered lucky, un- unlucky, uh, but. The Pope also mentioned frogs and ducks in the same, like, anti-black cat thing. So Interesting. Black cats are just more fun to hate than frogs and ducks. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're a little easier to catch. I don't know. Yeah. Also, uh, where I found that there apparently was an annual festival in Belgium uh, where black cats were burned and thrown from bell towers. And That's they, terrible. They still do it today, but they use uh, stuffed cats now. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so when I was looking at black cat lore, I I always try and look up, like, non-Western stuff because, like, you know, we've been growing up steeping in the tea of Western mythology. Mm-hmm. But it kind of led me down a rabbit hole of um, Egyptian gods. Yes, yes. And so was- I was... Oh, am I stealing your thunder? No, 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 no. I I read a little bit about that, but I didn't do a deep dive. So I'm excited to hear. Yeah. So I was looking at like Egyptian gods and goddesses and a lot of them are very like anthropomorphized animals as many ancient uh, deities are, but there's two cat goddesses. There's Sekhmet, who's um, a lioness, and then Bastet, who is portrayed most often as a black cat. Yeah. Which I think was cool. And she's the goddess of like all sorts of interesting stuff. Like I love the diversity. Like I love gods and goddesses that have like a really diverse like realm of influence. So the Egyptian black cat goddess Bastet, she was the goddess of like perfume jars. Nice. <laughs> but like also of, of cats, obviously. And then everything involving fertility, like pregnancy, fertility, oh, cool. fertility of crops, childbearing and mothers. And also of like violence and war. That's an unusual like, combination. <laughs> right? Interesting. I know. And cats cats pop up in mythology a lot. Like uh Freya's chariot is pulled by cats. Nice. And that's another and Freya's another fertility type goddess it's an interesting like connection there between cats and fertility because mm-hmm. cats make lots of little they kitten babies babies mm-hmm. everybody loves kittens mm-hmm. they're adorable i want a kitten but i can't get one fair what did you find anything else about i did my i looked up i also made a point to look up non-western uh black cat lore and i uh got excited by japan uh because in japan black cats are considered to be lucky and uh 
partially because they're associated with the Maneki Neko, which tradition, the first original Maneki Neko, which is like the lucky cat. Um, now in modern restaurants, they have the arm and swing sometimes, <laughs> but they're, they're pretty old. They go back pretty far. Uh, and the original ones were white. Uh, but the most common colors for them are white, black, and gold. And uh, the black ones are associated with protecting from evil, in addition to being good luck. And I have a little black Maneki Neko visual aid here. <laughs> Lauren is getting something from a shelf. Are you in which we prove to be the same person. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I um, literally had one on my desk. Nice. Yeah, this, he was in my window, but I grabbed him so he could uh, make an appearance. Uh, so, yeah, and he's got red on him, too, because red is a lucky color. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of Asian. Yeah, a little cultures. red collar. Yeah. But yeah, I, I actually mildly collect uh, Maneki Nikos and have, like, a little, like, rainbow colored ones that are actually uh, from uh, the Epcot Japan store. Uh, but I actually found the same ones in Japan when I went to Japan and I have a couple other, this, this little ones from Japan, but I have a couple other little cute kitties from Japan who I got this one as a gift and knowing my family, it came from Japan town in San Francisco. I like how cute and fat that one is. (laughs) Yeah. He's a cute little chumper. Can I see him again? Yeah. He's got little closed eyes. Yeah. And he's got the good luck character on him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People know I've always liked black cats and I get lots of black cat stuff, which I like. Me too. Yeah, I also have lots of stuff with Gigi from uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Because Gigi's a little black cat. So cute. So yeah, that was that was my cat looking up stuff. Uh, I also saw uh, the, the black cats on Fisher Boats thing. Uh, which was in a few different cultures. I saw that referenced in some Asian cultures and some Western cultures. Neato. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love mythology so much. It's very interesting. Yeah, and then the only other thing that we hadn't talked about was I saw some like anecdotal stuff about cats and the Black Plague, and mm-hmm. there, but there were like some legends that they like killed all the cats because they thought the cats were giving them the plague, but then it was actually the rats and the cats they made their problems them. so but much worse. It seems like that's not actually true. It seems like that's just a fun thing to think about because actually the cats would have gotten the plague from the rats, so it wouldn't have been that helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, plague. Plague. How timely. <laughs> <laughs> I read The Plague by Camus again this year. It's a it's an interesting book. I read it in the spring. It was like, oh, yikes. yikes. These people are behaving a lot better than the people I know. Mm-hmm. Are, you <laughs> are you drinking tea? What tea are you drinking? Just my English breakfast tea. I got a late start to my morning. Nice. Not a late start to my morning, but a late start to my like eating of breakfast and drinking of tea. I understand. I understand. And I actually just finished this tin. Do you do anything with tea tins? What should I do with this? I don't know. It seems I like- just got some loose leaf teas. So I'm thinking of rustling around in my like collection of tins to just put my loose leaf tea in there. Yeah, I might just keep it. I guess I have some loose leaf tea that's in a bag and I could like wash this and put it in here instead. But yeah, I don't like to throw away useful things. So I was like, what should I do with this tin? I save them and when I, I send out like solstice Yule cookies to people, I put them in there. Ooh, that's a good idea. Did we, is, 
Did we have anything to promote this week? I have a thing. For our shameless self promotion? Mm-hmm. Do tell, do tell. Uh, this is my <gasps> self promotion, and it is the long distance coven shawl. It looks so squishy. Uh, so this is a massive shawl. It's very, very mm-hmm. large. Uh, it mine uses four skeins of fingering weights, and you hold two of the skeins double while you go to create a marled fabric. And mine is using Lauren's yarn. Uh, I used her tweed base and her BFL base. Uh, and Lauren was nice enough to dye up this custom color for me, which I really like. It's alchemy and astronomy. And uh, it's a kind of a tonal blue and a tonal blue with uh, pink and orange bits in it. And I think it looks really cool knit up. Uh, and this was my first like full marl project that wasn't just marling with a floofy. And it was really fun to play with the colors. So this pattern has uh, garter stitch diamonds uh, across the cover and it just kind of makes like a subtle texture situation and I used my technique of doing the patterning on the wrong side so every right side row is just knit nice so it's a very relaxing potato chippy knit uh and you get to make yourself a big ass schlanket situation I love it and yeah it's currently up on Ravelry at six dollars there is a release sale happening uh, but that will be over by the time you hear this. So, It looks so cozy. I love it. It's very cozy. Yeah, it's a very nice fall shawl. And because you hold the two skeins of fingering together, it ends up being a fabric that is more like a DK weight yarn. And you could do it in just a DK weight if you don't feel like doing the marl effect across the whole thing. But yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's fun. Yeah, I'll make kits for it if I can ever get both of those yarns in stock at the same time. Yes, please. Yes. Uh, yeah, Lauren <laughs> made two kit options, and then there was the great yarn shortage of 2020, so we weren't actually able to release kits with the pattern time, but maybe later. And if Lauren gets the yarn back, I'll like put the sale back on to be like, yay, kits. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I had that one test kit that uh, somebody in the coven got. And uh, I had to come up with names for those. And since it was based off of your Oracle deck, I called it Oracle and Divination. I love the it. two colors. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe someday you'll be able to get yarn and it will be a thing. Well, I've been able to get yarn in like dribs and drabs, and I certainly have plenty of fiber, but it's just that those two bases I, have, I haven't been able to get at the same time in quite, in quite a while. Yep. Cool. But yarn is on the way. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. And then I did have one other thing, which is that my dots, dots, dots pattern, uh, I got the rights back from Nitpicks. Uh, so you can purchase that in my self-published formatting on uh, Ravelry and Payhip now. Sweet. Yep. If you prefer the layout of my patterns to the layout of Nitpicks patterns, that's a thing. And that is a fingering weight hat that has a little rainbow stripe gradient of color work. It would be a very good first color work project because it's super simple and it's really good for scraps because you use like, I don't know, five yards of each rainbow color. It's not very much. Fun. Mm -hmm. Most excellent. Yes. Well, that sounds like it's about it for us. Thanks for joining us for another week. You can find me, Lauren, at Valkyrie Fibers on Instagram and Valkyrie Fibers Tahoe on Etsy. 
and I am Kitty with a Cupcake on Instagram, and I'm also Kitty with a Cupcake on Ravelry. That's us. And then we have the Fiber Coven, which is a cool place to be. Come find us on Patreon and Instagram. We're Fiber Coven all around. Mm-hmm. Read all of our sock blogs. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Okie dokie then. Well, until next week, Coven, have a great time and keep making yarn magic and don't forget to vote.